joined by Tommy Carbone, aka Tommy Knuckles, aka Tommy Pickles, aka Tommy Valley, and recently known as Tommy New Metal. <laughs> That's the new one, Tom. <laughs> oh yeah, New Metal Summer. Let's go. <laughs> and we're back talking of Fear Street, the the Fear Street trilogy. That's what I think it's going by on the uh, internet and social oh, yeah. media from what I've seen. And uh, it returned uh, last Friday. The time of this recording was the, was the, was the second installment. Yeah. Uh, part 2, 1978. Fear Street Part 2, 1978. And it was directed again by Lee Janaik. I can never pronounce that last name. I think you corrected me last yeah. time. <laughs> well, I think that's that's about right, yeah. But honestly, uh, amen to her. They did yeah. three, these three, it's three movies simultaneously. And they're not short movies, which, you know, no. <laughs> tr- slashers were traditionally, what, at most an hour, 15, hour, 20. These are almost two-hour feature films. Yeah, give her a lot of credit. She must have had a very busy 2019 and maybe 2020 with COVID. Yeah. I don't know. So, because that's a lot. That's that's a lot of work. That's <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, god damn. Like watching them back, like watching you know this new installment and then the previous one. I was like, she must she must have dedicated like three years of her life to this because just as a filmmaker myself, I'm just kind of like, god damn. Like yeah. that's three movies. That's three feature length films. But yes, I, I have a I have another synopsis that I ripped off of IMDb, so As one so does, I will, yes. I, I will read it, um, and it goes like this: mm. Shady Side, nineteen seventy eight, schools out for summer, and the activities at Camp Nightwing are about to begin. But when another Shady Side is possessed with the urge to kill, the fun in the sun becomes a gruesome fight for survival. Ooh. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um this this installment uh stars Sadie Sink. Uh everyone knows her as Max from uh Stranger Things. One of the best. <laughs> and yeah, she's she's a good character on Stranger Things. She was honestly she's a she's a standout in this too. She was probably mm-hmm. the uh, personally speaking, I think she was the uh the best actor yeah, in she's this installment. Probably one of the strongest uh yeah, strongest cast members in this. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good a good young actress, and so far, you know, from what I've seen her, and she's she does a good job. I'm sure as time goes on, she'll become even even better uh, actress. Real quick, I forgot to mention at the top, Tom. Spoiler warning: If spoiler you have not warning. watched Part Two, 1978, uh, because we are gonna just kind of be we're gonna be all over the place with this mini sewed review mm-hmm. of this installment because. Again, I don't want to. I have to warn people because I feel like we'll just forget, and then people will be like, "Damn, you spoiled it! I haven't seen it yet." If they're watching or listening to the podcast, so yeah. So, so Sadie Sink stars. Uh, there's also another actress I recognized who plays the the character, the, the same character Sadie uh, Sink portrays, which is Ziggy. But there's a twist ending. You find out it's uh, C. Berman, which I believe the the C stands for Christine, right, Tom? I think so. Yep. Yeah. And that actress is uh, Jillian Jacobs. I think Jillian, yeah, I'm pronouncing that. Jillian Jacobs. Yep. I know her from like, uh, I think she was in Hot Tub Time Machine, if I remember I, correctly. She thinks she was, but I knew her from Community. That's where I knew yes. Jillian Jacobs from, yeah. Yeah, and she's all, she was also on the, that show Girls, which 
I will say I did watch when it was on. So. Oh, it was big. Like people really liked it. I I yes, did yes. not. I didn't. I missed that train when it was on. Yeah. But I know it was a very well received show. Yeah, and and, and like I said, it she, she was a she was a known again ju- similar to the to the first um, installment, nineteen ninety four. It's mostly unknowns, but these two actresses who are portraying technically the same character, one older, one younger, were they're pretty known. You know. For today's standards, they've yes. been in a lot of shit. For the most part, I think everyone else, I didn't really recognize from no, anything I didn't else. Really oh, know one of else. the guys I did recognize from the 2018 Halloween. Halloween. Yes, yeah, the guy that I, I forget his character's name in this. I think it might have been Gary. Um, I forget his name in the Halloween uh, from 2018, but he's the dude that that gets killed. I think he gets his head like impaled on a spike. If I remember yep. correctly. Oh yeah, he like, had a he had a brutal death in that movie. He had a brutal death in this one yeah. too. He got his head cut off. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh so so let's let's talk about the plot a little bit. Uh um what did you think of it, Tom? What did you think of the whole setup of uh Dina and Josh going to see Berman's house to kind of find information and then it transitions into basically a hour and 50 minute long flashback like what did you think of that honestly i liked this one more than the first part i like that mm-hmm. um it this one really goes hard with the slasher mover formula although it breaks some of the rules mm-hmm. uh throw you know the idea of the virgin final girl you know is thrown out the window it's uh, yes very much thrown out the window anyone is at any children this this it seems like the series has <laughs> yeah. no problem murdering children very brutally no but, fucks uh, given basically no fucks <laughs> given but you know this set in the summer camp very friday 13th sleepaway camp uh mm-hmm. you have the the rogue character that spells and in, impending doom like somebody who's like they're all doomed you know you have that yeah. character then uh but then i like that we know that this is all revolving around a curse on the town, you know, and uh, all about a witch. But then one kid becomes the next in line to become the serial killer who yes. plagues the town. And we follow that, which I think is why I liked it more. It's very singularly focused. And you mm-hmm. just have like your Jason Voorhees type character who uh, it's it's a tragic thing. It's played by this kid. Uh, what's the character's name? Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Tommy, yeah. He's dating one of the main characters, Cindy Berman, who's the older yes. sister of Ziggy. Uh, and he gets possessed and becomes the next killer. And he just goes around brutally murdering all the people <laughs> of Shadyville. Slaughtering basically children, like you just said. Like, I, I, do, I do like how this installment uh, goes into more of the history of Sarah Fear. Yes. The witch, like we we learn a little bit more about that character in this. I, I felt like watching this one. I was like, okay, I kind of like obviously it was a little more a little more ambiguous because you do hear about the witch, but I feel like this one really cemented what her plan was. Like yeah. we understand what she's trying to do in 1994 with the whole Dina and Josh storyline. Oh yeah. Um, what I what I also liked about it was it gives you more. Uh, you, you get more of that ri- that rivalry between Sunny Vale and Shady Side, 
with yeah. like a bunch of like shitty teenagers and how like garbage they treat each other. I thought that was really cool because it when it cuts to the flashback after Dina and Josh go to see Berman and they want to learn more about the witch and how to defeat her, mm-hmm. it, it like starts with um, uh, Ziggy, Sadie Sink's character, basically being treated as a witch like they tie her to a tree right they tie her up and burn yeah, they, her with they, a lighter like these kids are asshole that yeah they're assholes. really douchey that one like bully girl i believe her name was sheila she like was like a bitch in this. oh my <laughs> god yeah which you have to have that in every uh yeah. slasher film i feel like that's like important especially when it's like a summer camp one because again it reminds me like you mentioned sleepaway camp there's a bitchy girl in that like all the guys like her and like she's just a bitch to like the main character that's like kind of a dork or whatever like that's kind of a archetype type character in these type of films um i also did like how you learn about ziggy and the sheriffs uh i think his name is nick yeah you learn about their friendship and like they kind of had a thing for each other in high school at the camp and i think they even kiss they do in the film um but and 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 i i did like how it's just more world building it it just kind of cleared things up like you you feel more invested in these characters now. Like, you're like, okay, even though this is basically a flashback, it's, an, again, an hour and some change long flashback, you just are like, wow, I, I, I kind of understand what's going on in what I previously watched, which is funny because you and I said that. We have to watch more of this trilogy to, to figure out if we actually like it a lot, yeah. like if we like the films, if we like the previous installment. And like I agree with you, this was much better than 1994. I enjoyed this one better. I don't know if it's the 1978 setting, the camp setting. You know, it's more of a a slasher film, straightforward slasher film with some slight, yeah. you know, um, supernatural elements. But again, like you like you said, guy walking around killing people. That's just a formula. If done right, will always work. Like yeah. you can't fuck that up. You know, yeah. what did you think of the characters, the characters themselves, like the character of Z- uh, Ziggy and Cindy, the, the two sisters? What did you think of them? They, I thought they had great chemistry. I like them a lot. Um, I like the characters a lot. I even like the friends. We have Alice, who's like the mm-hmm. punk rock friend. Yeah. And uh, her dummy, dumb boyfriend. I forgot his name. Arnie. Col- Barney. And they're <laughs> Arnie, like looking yeah, around Arnie. the camp. They're, look- they're smoking weed. They're looking to fuck around. And then yeah. they find the bottle of pills and they're like. What is this? I, I wrote it down. L484. They're like, oh man, that must be some trippy shit. I, I paused the movie. I was like, wait a minute. I took up my notes. I'm like, what's L484? I'm like, acetaminophen. That's just Tylenol. And that became a running joke. They're like, oh, we just got high on Tylenol. But I well, like I don't, know if, I don't know if high is the word to use. Because no. I don't think anything happens when you take Tylenol. No, you just have um, pain, you know, pain and maybe some kidney damage. If you take too much of it. Oh, yeah. Um. I, I, okay, so I'm gonna sound a little negative here. I, I didn't mind the character of Alice. What I what I wasn't crazy about was the whole thing with like Cindy and Alice stuck like in those underground tunnels. It kind of went on a little too long, personally. Like I, I felt like Fair. we didn't like we didn't need to stay on them so long. We we get it. They were friends, and Cindy's trying to, I guess be more like a Sunny Vale kid. That's kind of what I got from it. And she wants to be more like a popular kid. And she's got to yeah. like 
clean cut boyfriend. But I feel like they focused on that shit way too much. Like just lots of exchange, like lots of dialogue. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like we got it. You you established that early. You you can establish that a little bit later, and that's enough. But I feel like they went back to that constant like subplot over and over again for two characters that are gonna die. You know Cindy's gonna die because C. Berman, Ziggy, older Ziggy, says it in the beginning. She goes, this is the day my sister died or something like that. So I was just kind of like, so much, so much like character development in a character you knew was gonna be killed off. Like obviously she was gonna be killed off. Especially with the friend Alice. I was like, okay. And you would think that that character was gonna be murdered in like the first 20 minutes. Well, I think but that would have been, that would have been part of like the, the traditional slasher yeah. trope. Like the drug using adolescents who are having sex yeah. get killed. But this throws that out the window. And I think that's a yeah. good move to kind of make it more, like even though we know particular characters are going to die, yeah, it throws that predictability of the you know the rebel drug using sex kids yeah. are the ones because like the and I felt so bad. Remember that fat nerdy kid? The nerdy kid, the yeah. fat nerdy kid who's guarding the like you know it guarding was pretty, the. It was pretty mean spirited. Yeah, the, the manhunt jail. <laughs> yeah. Like all the yeah. kids ran away. They didn't give a fuck, and then he just gets butchered. Yeah, I wasn't expecting like those kid like that kid to get killed like you said it so they, i i guess okay you don't really get to know him so you're just kind of like it's fucked up but you're not like oh man he was a great character you literally meet him and he's killed two minutes like a minute later oh yeah. so you know but it, it was effective and that really reminded me of sleepaway camp too because in sleepaway camp kids are killed in that so it, yeah. it makes sense if that's kind of that was an influence on this film so i i i did like that addition and, and it did change things up in the uh slasher formula it made it a little different you know so i dug that yeah now tom what did you think of the ending with the whole uh uh uh, uh when it cuts back to dina and josh and and you find out that c berman is actually an older ziggy and that they they, they tell her that they found you know because we learned that they find um uh yeah. sarah fears the witch's uh, corpse but they're missing her hand and that's where they find out that the hand is it's conveniently buried in the mall that we saw in the in the previous film which is pretty funny how it's yeah. in like that plot of uh dirt with the tree in the middle of the mall what did you think of that ending like what did you i didn't mind it i i like it makes sense like you know the first part they found the body but they don't yeah. know how to stop the curse and now we learned that back then they they found the hand yeah but now they got to combine the two and it makes now we get to this flashback scene where i guess uh she has to relive the experiences yeah. of the witch seraphina and just kind of concluded i'm like, excited to see where this goes i i won't lie i remember when the trailer came out for this i really dug the idea and i was definitely excited mm. for how the first one was to be 1994 mm. then i'm really excited about the one that was going to place take place in 78 mm. I was least excited for the one that takes place in 1666. Like I am, I love period pieces, and it is an eerie, yeah. witchy time. But I don't know. I just, I guess there isn't so much for me to latch onto to be like, all right. The la I mean, the last horror movie that took place in such a time frame was The Witch. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> which that is just like it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful movie. It's a good movie. I love movie, that movie. God, it's it. it's depressing and it's, it's dreadful. It's bleak. Yeah, it's very bleak. It's great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm thinking like, all right, we're doing this in a campy 
Netflix yeah. horror movie. How is it going to be done? But I'm I'm excited to see it. It looks like it'll be good. We see the familiar faces. It looks like all the past characters will be kind of representatives of the you know the old Salem time people. Yeah. I do like how they're bringing all of her friends that died in 1994 back. Did you catch that? Yeah, all the all the yeah. cam- and all the campers who died in seven, yeah. 1978 will also be back. The only thing that I noticed is like they did this in the first episode. Whenever, because the 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 curse is every few years, yeah, a serial killer is picked and murders mm-hmm. people in the town. Yeah, but if kids get too close to discovering her body. She resurrects all the past serial killers to stop yes. them. And my mind has to think, was the original plan to make this a mini series where every episode is based on a different serial killer? Yes. Which would have been very <laughs> cool. That would have been yeah. really cool. But Possibly. I guess I guess I, that would have been too much of a budget because like now you have to do a period piece every episode. Yeah, I, I I'm excited for 1666. It it looks like I might dig that one the most mm. if if it goes the direction I think. Obviously, I don't know because I haven't seen it. And when we cover it, obviously, I'll be able to talk about it. But I, I, I it looks cool. It looks like it's going to be very different from yes. uh, 1978 and 1994. So I'm ex- I'm excited for for this Friday to check that one out. Um, there's one there's one thing I want to talk about before we uh, close out this mini so it is. I'm a little confused about one aspect of this because in in 1994 it's established that if the blood of the of the person they're looking for is on something that person will be killed. But in 1978 these fucking killers are just slaughtering everyone. So that rule is very confusing. I I was trying to figure it out. I was like, okay, if the person is 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 not involved, the killer just walks past them. Well, like but, I think, yeah, it was weird. Well, when the main killer Tommy, he's mm. he is he he was possessed just to murder people of shady shady yeah. shadyville shady side shady side. <laughs> yeah, he's just brought to murder. But the but the curse of the blood is that whoever I guess because the idea is she doesn't want her hand and body to be reunited because yeah. that breaks the curse. Yeah. So if somebody starts to bleed and gets their blood on a body part or the or the hand, mm-hmm. then all the past serial killers come just to murder that person. So I think because when the other killers come back, if I'm correct, they don't murder anybody else except for Tommy, which Tommy kills Cindy. Yeah. So I guess that I guess they kind of break <laughs> the rules there. But I wasn't. It's paying weird. That. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. But it it's a like, weird, like, just plot device that yeah. isn't fully fleshed out. Because even I was like, when I was watching this one, I was like, okay, for example, that nerdy chubby kid that gets killed for no reason, like, well, because that he, was he wasn't that's, even involved. Well, that's but. that's part of the initial curse. Yeah. There's like two curses going on. There's yeah. every few years, super convoluted. <laughs> every few years, a new killer is chosen to yeah. murder people in the town. But then the separate curse is that if you get blood on the bones of Sarah, because I guess the idea is to kill whoever's trying to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, end the curse. So, end the curse. Basically, the witch doesn't want these people to end yeah. it, so she does whatever she can, which is re- resurrecting these killers to, I guess, protect her body and her yes. her hand too, because they were after her hand. And all the killers resurrected, and we're going after them. Yeah. There's there is one small thing I forgot. I wanted to mention. I have it here in my notes. Is 
uh, you learn more about that that uh, Ruby Lane, the girl with the switchblade. You meet yes. like her mother in in 1978, mm, and I thought that right. was cool. Uh, the the she's holding like a a, a switchblade shaving. Yep. Straight razor thing. And the one that always sings and hums the song or whatever. Yep. I thought that was cool that they kind of had like, like that character's a pretty cool character. And I wish they would have like delved into her backstory a little more. But you do get some of that in this one, which I thought that was a nice touch just to kind of yeah. like tie everything together. Because like you said, there's so many killers in this that and you don't even learn about most of them. No. So, that's interesting, and I'm assuming in in 1666 we're not going to learn about them because technically, that's before they even existed. That's the, so that, that's will be the origin of the whole thing. So we won't get yeah. any serial killers. Yeah, and one last thing, you know, uh, a con, I guess, and and I, and before I, you know, before I say my last con, which is pretty, I had the same issue I had with the first one. I did enjoy this one more. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I I I, I could see myself rewatching this one. More yeah. than 1994, um, but similar to to, to to 1994, this one was an hour and 50 minutes. Like guys, way why? too long. It, like it was two or three minutes longer than 94. Like yeah, it did it. Like why? It's a fucking like it could have been 90 minutes. Why? And that again goes back to what I said about the whole Alice and Cindy. Like when you're watching, you're like, you guys could have easily shaved you know, this down a bit because it just goes on and on. They're going back and forth in, in these underground tunnels. And I'm just like, all right, guys, speed it up. Let's go back to the killer. Let's get to the hand. Let's get to the two sisters reuniting. It's like, come on, you know? But again, like you said, and, and I was going to touch on this when we get to the third one, but I'll, I'll mention it now. I agree with you. I think this was like optioned as a series. And they yeah. were like, look, we'll give you three movies. Here's a budget. We'll give you some Stranger Things people to throw in there in roles and, you know, here you go. Again, from what I read, um, this wasn't originally Netflix. They were, uh, they were the distribution. They just distributed it. That was it, basically. Yeah. So, you know, again, I liked it. It seems like you liked it as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to to see the conclusion, to see where it goes, how they defeat um, the witch. And see how they lift the curse. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I also want to comment on this. This was the... I wanted to nickname this episode The Love Letter to David Bowie. How many... I mean, first of all, we have the main character, Ziggy. Yeah. Uh, And then... Okay, I I like this. This was actually a cool touch. Because the episode opens in the 90s with with Nirvana's cover of The Man Who Sold the World. It's a great song. And the episode ends with the David Bowie original "Man Who yes. Saved the World," who came, which came out, I believe, in 1978. Actually, yeah, that's a. Uh, it was a nice. That was a nice touch. I noticed that right away because I love both versions of that song. Oh, yeah. So I, I did like how they, they did that. The '94 version, because when you think of the '90s, Nirvana, and then '70s yeah. with, with with David Bowie. So yeah, I'm like, glad you mentioned that because I forgot well, about that. That was a good. That was a nice little thing they added into the... Uh, there was literally, the like, a moment where, um... I don't know why she said it. She's like... They were talking about the curse. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't go near Major Tom. <laughs> and I guess she was referring to the killer. Yeah. But I'm like, why would you just say that? And then it's like, that's, again, another David <laughs> Bowie reference from the from the Space Odyssey. Came out in 1969. I did... I just... As I was watching, I took notes. Also, this had... 
uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult, released 1976, which we as horror fans know was featured in 1978's Halloween. Halloween. So yeah, I noticed that too right away. I was like, so yeah, this this one felt like the most like a slasher film. I guess that we would know, even though 94 was like a slasher. Again, very Scream-esque. We talked about that in the previous minisode, but... Yeah, I do like. I enjoyed the Easter eggs and stuff that they that they added into. And I'm sure there's a ton more we missed. Yeah. But I do like that they added those little touches in this installment. It just it, it really it added a certain atmosphere to the whole camp setting in summertime and and all that. And I and I, and I dug that. So oh, again, yeah. that's that's just all of that is the reason why I enjoyed you know this this middle installment more you know and, and and more than the previous and i'm hoping i'm hoping 1666 is even better because they have no music to they fall back on so I'm, i have a feeling it's going to be very different from the the first two so we'll, we'll have hoping, to wait and yeah. see so that was fear street part two 1978 be sure to subscribe follow us on instagram and twitter at Haunted Hangover, and if you can rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Later, guys.